Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Episode 476. The Drabblecast is an audio fiction magazine that brings strange stories by strange authors to strange listeners, such as yourself. I'm your host, Norm Sherman. Hey, so short one for you folks this week. There's a lot going on, and we're getting ready to bring you the winners of our Weird West story competition that we got so many great stories sent in for. And we're putting together our commissioned Mythos Stories for Lovecraft Month coming up. But I wanted to get this little gem out to you anyways, because A, at its heart, I like to think of it as a man versus beast story, and you know how I feel about conflict resolution and beasts. Hear it out. Be respectful. And listen to understand. And B, because as fate would have it, I just had a baby pigeon for a couple days here at La Casa Sherman that I've been nursing back to health after rescuing from a big old crow that was just laying into him. Reminded me of a bear attack or something, but for birds. I mean, if I was a bird, I'd definitely be like, oh yeah, crows are bears, for sure. The bear for birds, anyhow. So I had to break it up, because I just watched The Revenant, and no bird deserves to die that way, let me tell ya. And you know what? With a little time, patience, and compassion, that pigeon's been released back into the wild now, and is well on its way to dying a different way. Hopefully. All we can ever know for certain is that something will get it sooner or later. So in honor of that brave little pigeon and the amazing story it gets to tell now to any other birds who will listen with the intent to understand, a story for you, friends, about facing your inner demons and overcoming your greatest fears, so you too can come out on top, and something else can get you in the end. We bring you The Pigeon by Michelle Knudsen. Michelle is the New York Times bestselling author of 50 books for young readers, including the award-winning Library Lion. Her middle-grade fantasy and young adult horror comedy romance novels have won honors including Voya, Top Shelf Fiction for Middle School Readers, Yelsa, Best Fiction for Young Adults, and the Sid Fleischer Humor Award. Her next book involves a giant spider mistaken for a kitten. Michelle teaches writing in Leslie University's MFA program. She lives in Brooklyn, New York with one husband, two stepdaughters, and two cats. So without further ado, we bring you The Pigeon by Michelle Knudsen. Pigeon stood on the concrete ledge outside the library, bobbing its head at passerbys and very clearly saying the words, Egg Salad. 
Robert froze on the walkway, feeling unsteady, like all the known and generally accepted rules of the universe had suddenly been revoked. Would the cracks in the sidewalk now open up under his feet and drop him into the fiery core of the earth? Would giant space octopi materialize above him and pluck him from the library walkway with long, iridescent tentacles? These were not things he usually worried about, but when pigeons could perch on concrete ledges and declare egg salad in broad daylight, who could say what else might be possible? It was all the more distressing because Robert hated egg salad. He hated it with all his heart. Once, while he was little, he'd gone to stay with his Aunt Frida for a week while his mother was in the hospital, and she'd given him an egg salad sandwich for lunch every single day. He tried to explain that he did not like egg salad, but Aunt Frida believed that children should eat what they were given and not complain, or else they could go hungry. He had gone hungry for lunch that entire week, until Mama finally came to pick him up and took him to Danny's on the way home. That had been a long time ago, but he still remembered the ever-worsening smell of the aging egg salad rising from one of Aunt Frida's white china plates as she made him sit there and look at it every afternoon. The same sandwich. She refused to throw it away, while she slowly ate her own lunch, which was usually something infinitely more appetizing. Aunt Frida was dead now, and he knew he was supposed to feel sad about that, but mostly what he felt was relief, that she could never again try to make him eat that egg salad sandwich. Robert wanted to go into the library, this was the day his book group met, and if he waited too long, he would end up having to sit in the creaky chair. The creaky chair made embarrassing noises every time you shifted position, and then all the other book group people would shoot you annoyed glances as if you'd done it on purpose, even though they knew, since all of them had ended up in the creaky chair from one time or another, that it wasn't your fault. Also, the creaky chair was all the way at the back, which meant it was as far away as you could get from where Rosemary, the discussion leader, usually sat. Robert liked to sit close to Rosemary. She was kind and wore funny t-shirts and smelled like flowers. She was the type of person who would never make you try to eat an egg salad sandwich. Robert looked at the pigeon. The pigeon noticed him looking and said, Egg salad. Its voice was very unpleasant, scratchy, like bits of glass, broken eggshells. Just then, something poked him in the ribs. It was Phil. Hey, Robert, you on your way to book group? Uh, yeah, said Robert. He turned his head, but he could still see the pigeon in his peripheral vision. Did you read the book? Phil went on. I almost didn't make it. I had to finish it on the bus over. Uh, yeah, said Robert. He was having trouble concentrating on what Phil was saying. The pigeon rather looked like Aunt Frida, he saw now. For a second, it was hard to breathe. Phil nodded. All right, well, I'm going in. Better hurry up. You don't want to get stuck in the creaky chair. He laughed. Then he poked Robert good-naturedly in the ribs again and went inside. As he walked past the pigeon, it turned towards him and said, Egg salad. Phil did not appear to notice. All right, Robert thought. I'll just go in. I'll just walk right past it like Phil did, and if it says anything to me, I'll, I'll ignore it. That's what I'll do. He started walking. The pigeon saw him coming. It said, Egg salad. Robert tried not to look at it. The pigeon hopped a little closer to the edge of the concrete. It said, Egg salad. Robert pretended not to hear it. It was a bird, not a cruel old lady. And he was a grown man now. He wasn't afraid. He wasn't. Egg salad, said the pigeon. It was very close now. Be quiet, Robert said through clenched teeth. Egg salad, said the pigeon. It hopped in place. 
egg salad. Hush, shh, Robert hissed. Just another few seconds and he'd be safe within the library walls. As he reached the ledge, the pigeon leaned forward. It was staring at him. Robert could feel its gaze on the side of his head. He couldn't help it. He turned to look. Egg salad, the pigeon whispered. Then it darted forward and pecked his forehead. Robert yelled. He closed his eyes and waved his arms around his head. Shut up, shut up! I hate you! I hate egg salad! Robert opened his eyes. The other people outside the library were staring at him, nervously. The pigeon was still on the concrete ledge. Robert glared at it. Egg salad? It asked. If you say egg salad one more time, I will smash your tiny bird head with this book, Robert growled. It was a paperback, so it would take some effort to smash the pigeon's head with it, but Robert was ready to take as many swings as necessary. He poked his finger into the bird's feathery chest. Now shut up and leave me alone. Oh, how he wished he could have said that to Aunt Frida. But the pigeon would have to do. Robert felt a hand on his shoulder. The air suddenly smelled of flowers. Oh, I hate that bird, said Rosemary. Last week, it wouldn't stop saying raisin bread. I hate raisin bread. My brother used to pick out the raisins and throw them in my hair. Robert looked at her. I hate egg salad, he said. Rosemary smiled and took his arm. Let's go inside. Together, they pulled open the clean glass doors and walked through. The pigeon watched them go. It scratched sadly at the concrete with a long red toe. Then it turned towards a young woman who was hurrying towards the book drop. Corn dog, it said. our story. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, write us a review, tell a friend, spread the weird. What a great little accessible tale to share with your friends and hook them into the Drabblecast so that next week we can hit them with the heavy weird. Let's do it. Let's torture your friends. (laughs) Sorry. Otherwise, don't have any friends. Don't blame ya. People suck. But not all people. Not your kind of people. Drabblecasty people. And where can you find more Drabblecasty people? At the Drabblecast Patreon community at patreon.com slash Drabblecast. Where you can support your favorite podcast, your favorite podcast producer, <clears throat> get all sorts of perks like Tentacular Magazine and bonus content, and connect to more Drabblecast fans who love the show enough to support it. So extra awesome folks. That's patreon.com slash Drabblecast. Your support keeps the show going, and we appreciate it. And speaking of Drabblecast community, we also have a Discord server that we're trying to grow, and it's not limited to Patreon. You can also find links to join the server at our webpage, Drabblecast.org. We're trying to recreate the old feel of the forums with sections for story discussion, drabbles, weird news, things like that. We'd love to see you there. But for now, folks, that's our show. Our program is brought to you by Cameron Howard, Bo Kyer, Tom Baker, Bart Epstein, Sean Gentry, Jocelyn Gerwig, Melissa Knight, Audrey Koziol, Nicole Neely, Joseph Pietras, Wiley Scott, a dog who's corn curious but has questions, and yours truly, Norm Sherman, reminding you to not get stuck with the squeaky chair.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.